It's Darth Vader. Watch out. And he's got a lightsaber. It's Kenner's new Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO, there's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. R2-D2, Darth Vader, C-3PO, and other Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 92 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my four co-pilots for this evening's crazy adventure, the young, the restless, Carlos Buarguayo, the man we call the hare, the man who didn't crunch crunch during the film, but he spouted off during the previews, Les is... I'm the hare? <laughs> Did I say the hare? Gonzalez. Dude, I was so go. thrown off. I'm I, like, I, oh I, god, I, what's I, happening? Let me tell no, people why. Roll, let me roll tell people why I'm a little thrown off. By the way, we have Boo, Les, Eric here on the line here for this podcast, but we have a special surprise guest that popped into the Sith Lair today. Downtown Brittany Brown from the Canto by Dispatch showed up. So I'm not used to having so many people in here and looking at all these faces. Which is great. I'm so happy. It just threw me off. So I apologize, people. I really do. Brittany, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm great. I didn't know I was going to be here today. So this- yeah, we just you know we we just had dinner at the in laws, and obviously everybody knows about the bootney situation with <laughs> between Brittany and Boo. <laughs> Brittany came for dinner, and I said, hey. Let, we're going to record. Come by and let's record. And she was obliged to do so. So thank you so much. Yeah, and we had to do this twice because the first time I said, welcome, welcome, welcome. She started laughing because, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. How's everybody doing? Eric, how are you, man? Dude, I'm great. I am super awesome and great. Had a really cool outdoor gig last night. Haven't done one of those in forever. Wow. And, uh, yeah. What was the first song you guys played? What was the last song you guys played? The very first song we played was Bark at the Moon. Bark at the Moon. <laughs> oh, by Ozzy. one Ozzy Osbourne. We, we like to come out swinging, man. We do this pretty cool like breakdown guitar duel thing at the end of it. And the final song we played was Hot for Teacher. Oh, and your drummer probably kills the intro, right? 
he does a good job, man. We actually let him take a short little solo before he kicks into it. He's a good showman, but he doesn't overplay. That's what's crazy, man. He's like super tasty. His chops are right up down. Rewind. Say it again. His chops are super tasty. There it is. Like super tasty. Thing I said. His chops are super tasty. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you. We're gonna we're gonna dive into this real quick. What do you think about Randy Rose as a guitarist? Is he put on that pedestal because of his death, or would he have been put up that pedestal if he was still alive today, as one of the greats? Wait a minute. All this music talk. I think it's time. We we'll stop it right here. I think it's time for strumming with Struthers, Randy Rose edition. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. KTSL The Cephalist brings you Mr. Eric Struthers in his new segment, Strumming with Struthers. Well, he was on that pedestal before he died, so it wasn't one feeding the other. The dude yeah. like came out of nowhere with a guitar style that sort of set everybody on their ear. Because you sort of basically had one school of thought at that point, and that was Eddie Van Halen. And love or hate, like the whole shredder guitar guy stuff eddie van halen i mean he he broke some ground and it wasn't his lead playing obviously was good but it was his rhythm playing but then you had randy rhodes who was on the like opposite end of the spectrum of like very modal classically influenced guitar stylings but where it wasn't like beating you over the head with neoclassical music it was very very much fit in this this rock genre in which he played. But what made him so unique is his accuracy. Like so much of the stuff you hear on that album sounds the way it does because he double tracked it, which just means you record it and then you do another take of it and they have both of them in the mix and they'll pan them slightly left and right to, to thicken up the sound. And his, even his, his really noty solos, he would just multi, he would just double them himself because he was just that good. And what makes it even cooler is that it was something nobody had done before. It was his style. It, he was he played how he played. He wasn't really emulating anyone. So basically, they're saying he had tasty chops. Tasty chops, man. All right, now tasty I get it. Chops. After all that, and that was strumming with Struthers. We need to break down Diamondback Daryl. Dude. Oh, Diamondback Daryl from Pantera. That's right. Wow. We we just uh, jumped in. Yeah. Poor Britney's like, who the fuck are you guys talking that about that dude could rip yeah this is music that mommies and daddies listen to <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm sorry i'm 12 but you know what Brittany? eric is a big fan of of one of your faves taylor swift oh yeah man i love her every yeah. time eric says so many lovely things about taylor swift i'm just sitting there in my car listening i'm like yes he gets it he, <laughs> he gets, gets it. it i mean what's not to get I know she, people like hating on her, but man, I mean, she writes great songs. Again, she obviously, Eric, I'm getting ready to go on a rant now. Haters are going to hate, hate, hate. She says it in her song. Well, yeah. She says well, everything. She's her she, best song, though. That's the thing. She has so like, many other great songs. Like when she was going through her country phase, that's when she was at her best. And even now, too, 
The passion of Swift. <laughs> when, she my right when, when she was going through her layer right now, and I can't. When she was going through her country phase, which is the entire first two thirds of her career and how she started. When I was going through my phase of being named Eric, which I'm still in, um, I knew what you meant, Brittany. I'm sorry, I'm just teasing you. But she she's she writes her own songs, okay. and obviously now she has a whole production team behind her. It's not like she's you know orchestrating all of the the underlying instrumentation but she's she she writes songs she's a good singer she's a great performer she's two double note quarter note that goes you know like you said <laughs> quarter note triplet exactly she is uh, triplets as, and quadruplets uh, all right let's let's go back to uh greetings okay how about this Brittany? how are you and how is the podcast tell us about canto bite for people that don't know Brittany is on a fantastic podcast called the canto bite dispatch with amazing person named emily lind and they do a great job. You've, you've heard both of them on this podcast multiple times. Emily, sorry that you're not on here, but we, just, we didn't even know Brittany was going to come on here because we would have called you because yeah. we love you. And if you haven't listened to Cancel Bite, please listen to them. They know their shit, and it's a fun, great time. Brittany, how's the Cancel Bite going? There's not a lot of Star Wars news going on right now, so we're kind of indulging in some other, like we're starting some new segments where we great Star Wars characters that we decide if we want to fuck, marry, or kill them. And that's a pretty good segment. But no, I mean, it's always a fun time with Emily Lind and, you know, talking about Star Wars. So it's a good podcast if you like Star Wars. If you like just like two friends hanging out and having a good time, I definitely recommend you. Evidently. Evidently. I like your segments. Segments are solid. By the way, you say fuck very, like, it's passionate when you say fuck. Yeah, Yeah. you're rocking that F word. Yeah, that F word is like, I feel the energy. It's really That's good. Boo, I, I get it, boo. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, it's my favorite cursor. So when she says it's just, it's like music to my ears. So yes, yeah. I know. I, That's great. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, I don't want to know when you hear it, by the way. <laughs> okay. Let's just, let's go. Let's move on. Eric Struthers. Yes, we're, sir. We're back to you. So what about that quarter note triplet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Les, how, how are you doing, man? I don't think Eric got to answer the question about the quarter note triplet. No, no, no. Nobody cares. I, nobody. nobody cares. I, I do. No. I'm uh, doing fine. Yeah, we. Less and I had... got to go watch Infinity Wars during work, during our lunch. Break. Actually, that made the week okay after what kind of shit show we had at work. Yeah, there's going to be another shit show for this week at work, but some bitch. But anyway, we had a long um... week at work with too much drama, but we got to watch the and we got to watch Infinity War. That's right. I'm saying it right now, dude. Yeah, did it in the middle of the work day. We got paid. To got watch paid it. to we watch Infinity like War. Film critic. Nice. That's great. right. And let me tell you, it was better the second time for Snitches me. Snitches get stitches out there, people. I didn't think it was going to get better. It could it possibly be better. It, it was. It, it was much better. It was better. much better the second time. It does time. get better the second time. Yeah. Better. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Network. Now, this is podcasting Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 287, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. Those are the podcasts that are on the network. Check them out. They're all amazing. All right, let's talk box office. Guess what? Infinity Wars broke another record. It is the second biggest week in box office history for the second week of a movie. It went down 50%, but that 50% still means it made $111 million and it annihilated everything else. So it's the fastest movie in history to make a billion dollars worldwide, by the way. Wow. It's breaking records. It's kicking ass. It's still doing its thing. Speaking of box office, we have an email from our buddy Andy Campbell, who actually went and saw A Quiet Place because we reviewed it and we gave it such high praise. This is what Andy had to say. Hey, crew. Wow, what a movie. 
From the musical score to just how they use silence was so good. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like it. Thank you for the recommendation. It's definitely up there with this year's best movie so far, Andy Campbell. So, Andy, I'm so glad that you liked it. I feel the same way. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, right up there with Infinity War. But it was a different type of movie, and it worked on all levels, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy you liked it. So people go out there and see A Quiet Place, and please don't make any noise like Les during the film, because you never know. Here's the crazy thing. The solo pre-sale tickets are killing it. They have sold more pre-sale tickets than Black Panther did for the first day, 24 hours period, which is crazy. So all that talk that solo isn't going to make a lot of money, they're projecting that it's going to make $170 million the first weekend. That is really incredible, and it's great news. And that's a, that's a low projection. They said Disney tends to do low projections so people don't get, don't get freaked out and get upset. That's the power of Star Wars. That's the power of Star Wars. And speaking of Star Wars, why don't we get into it already? You guys ready? Right on, man. You ready, Eric Struthers? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So there's not tons of stuff, right, Eric? That is correct. At least not that I can tell, man. So if, if I missed it, I missed it. But here's the big thing. So we just passed May the 4th. And a couple of interesting things came up. Number one, pre-sale tickets for Solo went on sale at midnight uh, Eastern. And hopefully everybody managed to score their tickets. Yeah, I, that's right. Let's talk about that. Yeah, at... I started hitting AMC's site probably about 30 minutes before just over and over because sometimes, man, they're like, they'll just, they'll, they'll go early, but, uh, no, it went right at midnight, managed to score some really cool stuff. They're doing the fan event, the 6 PM fan event at a lot of theaters, not just AMC, but I mean, Lucasfilm, they're having, that's at several places. So if you get a chance to get in there and check that out, it's uh, there will be some feature a- ahead of time and they give you some stuff that doesn't warrant the <laughs> gross difference in ticket price. But, hey, you know, I want to see it before everybody else. So did you guys get your tickets? Yeah, well, w- thank you. First of all, thank you. I'm glad you got your tickets, but thank you to Amanda Ward and Jason Ward. They ended up getting pretty much the MSW family that's in the West Coast. And some people that are not on the West Coast that are flying in, we got about 30 tickets or something. It's going to be a great time. They did a great job of getting tickets. I know it's a, such a pain in the ass for them to do. So thank you, Amanda Ward. Thank you, Jason Ward, for um, organizing all that. And we can't wait. It's going to be a big, big group heading down there on that Thursday night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe that's what contributed to the, the crazy record-breaking pre-sale <laughs> tickets yeah. is, is the MSW Network all Amanda fans. and Jason. Yeah, so thank you so much. By the way, real quick, I read the uh, Fandango via Deadline, had an article that said it nearly doubled the Black Panther 24-hour pre-sale. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Well, what's cool about that is, obviously, people want to see Solo, so it shows that a lot of the Star Wars fans are definitely coming out of force. But I like the fact Boy, that... Black say that again, coming out... Coming out in force. Force, and I, I like meant that. that. Okay. No. Uh, but what I also like is that Black Panther is now the bar. Oh, hell yeah. Black Panther is the bar. Like, Black Panther is the bar for pre-sale and even for, I mean, they broke a lot of records as far as mon- money was made in oh, the still first couple money. Weeks. So it's still, it's still making it's still money. Play, it's still top 10, by the way. Uh, and, and Infinity Wars has 
crept Black Panther because of the the popularity. People want to watch it again. Right. Back to the top ten. Exactly. And then back to Infinity War, to, after what you said, China hasn't even opened its box office. China yet. hasn't even opened Infinity War. It hasn't really? even opened there. Yeah. No. Holy shit. Holy shit is right. So they, they could realistically get close to Force Awakens. It could get. It's gonna get close. I'm just saying it's not gonna beat the two uh, point. Yeah, but it it, 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 it could billion. get there. Yeah, well, two billion. It'll be two billion. Yeah. Yeah, it probably will be two billion. They're already at a billion the second week. By the way, let's. I want to talk about something, Eric, and I don't think I talked to you about it. Uh, I talked to these guys about it a couple of weeks ago. I was so lucky to be invited to uh, one of our one of our listeners and friends of the podcast. Colleen came down here from New York and. She was down here in a group of us with a bunch of guys. You all know who you are, Justin, Aaron Boyd, Rashad, obviously uh, Brittany and all of us. We hung out, went to Disneyland a couple of days. And Rusty, Brittany Brown's brother, invited me to go to the Void Experience. Have you heard about this, Eric? Only vaguely. Okay. From Aaron Boyd. From Aaron Boyd. Oh, yeah. Aaron Boyd was on my team, actually. So I, I wanted to break this down because if you get a chance while you're down here, because I know you're coming down here, to go to this thing. I don't know if you'll get a chance, but if you do, I mean, you are going to love it. It is the one of the coolest Star Wars experiences that I've ever been a part of. It is not just a VR box where you put your, you know, a box over your head and you, you know, you interact with stuff. It's literally walking around, going through elevators, touching droids, getting a blaster in your hand, being a stormtrooper and I don't want to spoil for people, but there is certain things that happen that are just amazing. It's nothing like I've ever experienced before. This is Mon Mothma. I have an assignment for you. The rebellion needs you and we don't have much time. You must work together. You must not fail. In disguise, your team's mission is to recover Imperial intelligence critical to our survival. You're with me. The rest of you, get on that skiff. Do your best to act Imperial. Looks like you'll have to fight your way out. What is that? This could be a threat to our entire existence. So you walk, you pretty much walk in and you, you go through an elevator, you go up and you have K2SO coming up to you, giving you a mission along with Cassian. But K2SO is there in the room with you and you can reach out and touch him and it feels like K2SO. It sounds like I'm on crack when I'm telling you, but that's how it is. You walk over lava and it's squishy. You smell burnt things during a certain planet. There's other things. Oh, it's like a laser tag kind of experience where you have a blaster, you shoot, you see the lasers, and when you get hit, you vibrate, and there's a storyline to it. So if you get a chance, Eric, you definitely need to do this thing. I would like to, man. I really would. Yeah. It sounds fun. It's about 30 bucks, and it's so worth it. And Rusty, again, thank you for getting the ticket and letting me experience that with you guys. It was just an amazing experience. So if you get a chance, I know they're definitely having it in Anaheim, and it's going to be here for a while. And I think there's somewhere in L.A. as well, Eric. So I know you're going to be in L.A. So check that out if you get a chance. But this brings me to this question. 
I'll go with you, Brittany Brown, first. Oh, no. Because you are the guest. <laughs> what is your favorite number one Star Wars experience? Like when you look back on your Star Wars life, what is the one Star Wars experience that always pops up? God, I almost think it was when I saw uh, The Force Awakens in the theater for the first time, just like being around everyone, like so excited for Star Wars to come back after so long, especially, you know, I was with my family, like Rusty and I were waiting in line for like hours and, you know, we were talking with people in line just about Star Wars for like hours and hours and then just that anticipation. Like I always think about that when I think of like good moments in Star Wars, just waiting for the movie to start, then finally it starts and everyone just goes apeshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody starts cheering, goes, they go nuts. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. That's that's really cool, and I like how it's like a a recent thing. How about you, Boo? So unfortunately, I, I the only movie before uh, the new movies came out, you know, episode seven and eight. The only movie I was able to see in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. So I was super excited to see it in the theaters, and then you know, like Brittany was saying, the whole experience with everyone in the audience, the scene where Yoda walks into Palpatine's oh. uh, office or something like that, and the royal guards are there, and they turn towards Yoda, and he just, you know, with the you know flick of his hand, smacks them both against the wall, and they're incapacitated just right there, like it was nothing. And the whole audience just cheered and laughed, and I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I, was like, uh, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome, and everybody else felt the same way. Oh, I was that's like, cool. This is great, yeah. Okay. Struthers, how about you? I, probably my very first time seeing, well, what was then just Star Wars. Now, I'm an old dude, and so I saw the very first movie in the theater, probably not in the initial release, in, but in 77, because they re-released it several times, you know, because it wasn't like it is now, where it would be in home video in six months. And I was little, man. I was four, and I can remember it still very well like sitting on so folding the seat up and sitting on the top edge uh. of the seat and like during the trench run and stuff dude it it i was so immersed in it it was the most real thing i had ever seen and i mean let's be real it set the tone for the rest of my life when i was right. four years old <laughs> right that's cool so and that, that's a lot of people by the way it's not you know they had that same experience crazy how about you Les? actually like, you know my favorite one yeah is when I remember you were talking about Attack of the Clones and we were at work talking and then you said the script is out. Or like yep. there's a scriptment out. Right. And I'm like, what? The yeah, tre- how do they do that? I'm like, how do they do that? And then you're like, here you go. I think you gave it to me I like, printed out, like you printed it out and I read the page. whole thing and I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, how the hell? For me, I kept saying, I don't understand how this got out. I do not understand how this got out. But to read it and then watch Attack of the Clones and see everything that happened. And I was like, and to be honest, I wasn't spoiled at all. Like I was not spoiled, but I was just like, Oh, this is that shit was real. Like the, the actual scriptment was real. And I'm like, I can't, and I, it had blown my mind the whole time. How did that get out? Yeah. You know, you know, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I found that on the internet. I don't know where it was. And I thought it was a total fake, mm-hmm. but it was not, it was not fake. No. no. And, and we all thought that too. I'm like, this ain't real, dude. This is BS. I'm just going to read it anyways. And I'm like, and we're watching. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, right, this is was... before the days of Jason Warren. Yes. Wow. So like, were there any things that were like totally wrong? Or was yeah. Everything- the intro was completely different. That I was different. what it was. Cause what the was intro the was intro? complete bullshit. I don't remember. The intro was. The one thing that was legit and spot on was Boba. 
yeah. was picking up the we helmet, freaking out, and I'm like, oh it. my, it 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 really went down. Like it, you you read in the scriptment, and it says Mace Windu hacks off Jango's head, and yeah, it was crazy. And then Boba picks up the helmet and just looks around and like looks up with like revenge in his eyes, and that shit happened. Do you remember that, Eric, when that leaked? Yeah, and I never looked at it because I didn't want to get spoiled, but I figured it was fake when I heard about it. I thought it was fake, too. So, when I found it and I was able to print it, I thought it was fake. And then when we saw the movie, we're like, uh, that was that shit's not fake at all. <laughs> that shit was real. I don't know how I don't know how out. somebody didn't get fired. Right. Or like literally skinned alive, dude. I got on I got on AOL.com back in the day. You've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what my favorite experience is, and Eric Struthers was with me during this Aww. experience. We were waiting all night. Boo was with me too. We were waiting all night for the panel for Last Jedi. Yep. And we were sleep deprived. People were playing lightsaber games in front of us for 48 oh hours. Boo was dying. It was it was like we were but it was such a bonding experience. I mean, I met Eric for the first time during that line, I believe, right Eric? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was such a bonding experience and being in the theater, being in the hall for the panel with everybody you just kind of ha- just fought a battle with was like the coolest experience. Even Lorena was getting emotional and she didn't know if it was because she wasn't, she didn't have any sleep or she was just an emotional breakdown. I mean, everybody was like crying when they showed Carrie Fisher pictures of her. And I know you remember it, Eric, but do you remember like the emotional state you were in while you, you were in that panel? Are you kidding? Of course, man. I remember every moment of being at celebration. Like I just, so at the 40th anniversary panel, for example, when Basically, every single person that came out on stage, I was like, oh, man, oh, man. But for me, it was John Williams when they, you know, started playing the Leia theme. And, dude, I just lost it. And I remember I was there. I was sitting with uh, Colleen. And, uh, dude, I just started bawling. And, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, get this. A buddy, a buddy of mine from that, from that panel. He he didn't get to go. It's my friend Luke that I go see all the movies with. He saw this picture on Imager and he sends it to me. He goes, is this you? I was standing up and I had my lightsaber up in my hand and some guy like caught a picture of it from several rows back oh, and posted it. And somehow cool. he just stumbled on it looking for it. But I guess the guy thought, you know, here's here's long haired guy with a lightsaber. That's pretty metal. <laughs> looking. That's really funny. But what, what sucks for us is we flew in. We landed right when that panel was going down, so we couldn't be there for that panel. So we weren't there. So we were there for that second day's panel, which was just the last Jedi one. But yeah, we heard how amazing that first panel was. Yeah, it was something, man. Yeah. Anybody get to see Gambino and Donald Glover on SNL? Did you get to see it, Eric? No, I didn't. I I, I watched it. Wow, did he kill it? He is so fucking talented, man. Gosh, he's amazing. And the reason I bring this up is because there was another article about there was a poll taken. I think it was done by, um, I think the Hollywood Reporter had an article up and they, they talked about how this generation is more excited to see Lando than Han for this film. So that's crazy. He was amazing and he, he brought Lando out as the character and he did this whole panel and that was hilarious. Panel in space in Star Wars Galaxy and it was called the Black humans in space conference but there's only too many there was only three people there. i was about to say yeah it couldn't have been too many (laughs) yeah could have been just him and they they had like a list they had like a list of people that uh were the torchbearers and got this thing rolling and it was just mace windu (laughs) 
<laughs> they had a huge yeah, list. Exactly. That was just amazing to do. So it was it was really funny. But you got to see Donald Glover act like Lando, which is which is really cool, and then speak like him. And he was smooth. He was swag. He was kissing hands. It was it was really cool. <laughs> Anything else on your end, Eric? Um, the I don't know if I guess it was the back half of season two of Forces of Destiny cartoons that came out, and th- they were all good. It's it's not something we need to. Probably tear into in depth here. We were talking about that earlier today. Yeah. Did you dig them, Brittany? I did, especially the one with the porgs. That was the best one. Oh, they had a porg one, huh? They had a porg one with like Chewbacca. Like the porgs were stealing something from the Falcon. Then Chewbacca helped the porgs, and the porgs were like cuddling with Chewbacca, and it was like tears. Did he threw them into the stew pot, right? Yeah, and and then after that, he... A cauldron? Yeah, he plucked all the feathers and and fried them real quick, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. How can you you let your man talk like this? I know that he loves porks, because he now co-owns 20 of them, so... Oh, co-owns, I get it, nice. Whoa, slow down, Slow down, you guys are going way too fast. You guys are just (laughs) slanging porks at each other? (laughs) Wow. I think it's a package deal. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, they were, they were his before we were dating. Like, I would give him shit about having custody of the porgs before we even started dating. So, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're, in essence, an anchor porg? An- oh. Anchor porg. Instead of yeah. anchor babies? It's a blended porg family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Anchor nice. porgs. Yes. That is, yeah, that is the way. <laughs> That's funny. So, these things are out. They're on YouTube. You can check them out. Or, or they're on StarWars.com. Not the porgs, but the... Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Horse of the Destiny episode? Yeah. Yeah, they're on um they're on the YouTube page for Disney and usually Disney the Disney Channel every now and then they show all of them at once and it's like a 30 minute through an hour special. They do them usually on like Friday nights, but it depends on the Disney scheduling. I don't ever keep up with that. So, okay. I mean, check your local listings, I don't know. Yeah, check it out, guys. Check it out. You see Ron Howard talked about sequels a little bit? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, so the Fandango interviewed him. He's doing the junk. He's going everywhere talking about it. And they asked him, so what's going on with the sequels? We know that Alden slipped and said that he's he's contractually obligated to be in a bunch. And he said, this is what he said. I think the fans are going to define all of that. I mean, that Lucasfilm and Disney is casting actors and particularly younger actors want to see what happens and build upon that. Certainly, they will. they want the commitment from the young actors, but there are no concrete plans. I think there's been a lot of creative energy and now marketing energy going behind this movie. So obviously they want to wait to see how this movie does, but they do have them signed. And I guarantee you they have Donald Glover signed. For mm-hmm. If they have Alden, they have Donald Glover signed. Well, and we mentioned this when Steel was on. And I yeah. I want to just say this. I hope that I didn't come off as, come on, people, don't be stupid. I mentioned this. I'm bleh. Because that is was not my intent at all. I guess okay, what my that's what I that's what it came off across to me. Okay, good. <laughs> no, but I, no, I'm just kidding. Because I think what my response was is I was surprised that people seem so surprised, right? Because you know, yeah, when we heard it before, it was really just from like the, some trade magazine. But like I said, man, at least in like the industries I've been involved in, that's just common practice. You sign somebody for more than you think you want them just in case it works out. Yeah, that makes sense. And that way they it's, don't ha- they can't yeah. negotiate when the movie kicks ass. Right. That's just that's just business yeah, as usual and exactly. So that if it comes off gangbusters, they can't hold you over the fire and say, "Well, yeah, now I want 10 billion dollars to be in this." Right. 
Exactly. That's just smart business, people. But it is. I, I mean, I'm really hoping that they do one. A couple of them. I, I mean, that means this movie is going to kill it. And, and that's something, speaking of the, the advertising slant of this thing, is there have been a ton of TV spots come out. And so if you're hitting a, a, a point where you don't want any more, yeah. stay off the Star Wars YouTube channel because they're, they're slinging them out left and right, which I, th- I think it's cool. In this particular instance, I'm totally hip to seeing all this because for me, it's different than the saga films. <laughs> I know the key players are going to live through it. And so getting to enjoy any of it before it comes to me is a win, but I get it when people don't want to see it. So if you do, there's a ton of them out there, some really cool stuff. Each one has just a little bit something new. And yeah, they give you a little, you they give you a little tease in each one, right? They give you a little like something new just real yeah. quick. Yeah. No, I noticed that. You know what I did do, by the way, I, I saw that there was a solo 360 experience. Yes. VR box. And I have one of those Oculus boxes. So I put it on and I got to experience it. It was pretty fucking cool. You're in the middle of the Sabak table. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. As you turn around, it's Han. In front of you is Lando. Yeah. And you got all the creatures. And there were, but, oh, and, and by the way, try that. If you have a Oculus box, check it out. It's pretty cool. You're right in the middle of all the action and they have a straight dialogue from the movie, which is, which is really cool. The one thing that I noticed, there, somebody pointed out on one of the new TV spots, and this could be old news, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but we find out where Lando gets the costume disguise in Jedi, because that character's in the background somewhere during the, the card match. Did you hear about this? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, somebody highlighted it. He's in. He's between, there's a scene where Chewie... And Han are standing there and Lando's to the right, they're to the left. And if you look in, right in between them in the background, you see the exact costume that Lando uses for Jedi. Yeah. Huh. And I don't know if it's like hanging somewhere or if it's on somebody, but it's in, it's in the film somewhere. Well, what do you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. I just told you what I know, stupid. The costume was there. That's what you should have said. I, I would never treat you <laughs> like that. I have nothing. You but, please. I have nothing but <laughs> utmost respect for you. That may be true, but the other is also not true. (laughs) Anything anything else Star Wars-wise? We're good? Uh, Yeah, man. I think really that's it. Brittany, anything from Camp to Bite you want to like leak over to us since we don't have a lot of news? Like you want to just like say something that, that, you know, we won't tell Emily. Yeah, just just listen to our podcast. Oh, damn it. She's slinging her podcast again. listen to it. (laughs) Damn it. But hi, Emily. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is not particularly Star Wars related, but since it is Donald Glover, oh, actually, it's Childish Gambino, I would like to talk about this video that's been just uh, put out today or last night. It's called This is America, and I want to get Les's take on this thing. It is a piece of, in my opinion, a piece of art. Gambino is so amazing, and Donald Glover is so fucking talented. We are so lucky to have this guy in the Star Wars family right now. Um, you have no idea. And, and Lucasfilm, just like Eric said, Lucasfilm is very lucky if they did sign this guy to a three-movie contract as well because his stock is rising. If you could buy stock in anything, uh, Apple or Microsoft, Disney, if you could buy it in actors and talent, he would be right up there because his he is just skyrocketing. Les, what's your take on this crazy video? 
crazy piece of art. I don't know what you want to call it. Eric, have you seen this thing? Yes, sir. Okay. So let's, let's talk about it a little bit. I know Boo and Brittany have not seen this, but what's your take on this, Mr. Gonzalez? Okay. Well, first of all, if you just look at it as a music video, then it's, it's great. You get to see Childish Gambino in a different light. He's not trap rapping or not doing the R&B singing thing. So, you know, it, it's a little bit different. Uh, he's, he's shirtless and just having fun. He loves being shirtless, by it, the way. That's what it looks like. It looks like he's, you know, just doing his... I kind of got the feel at the beginning of, of Michael Jackson's Bad when they're in the, yeah, the, the carport the and yeah. just, you know, moving around. I'm like, okay, that's... He didn't grab little, his crotch as many times, though. Uh, he didn't. Um, but if you really actually watch the video... So it was... The song itself was fun, but when you watch the video, you slowly look at he's doing, and I think you said this to me, he's doing what Kanye West should have been doing. <laughs> right. Or should be doing. Should be doing, should have been doing. Like he's doing, he's doing what Beyonce has been criticized for doing. He's taking it to another level. True. He's using his platform to speak out about some things. And I was very much impressed. I think it's I think it's gonna upset more people than it's gonna wake up more people. Absolutely. It's gonna and that's what's people. gonna end up happening. But you know what? He that means he wouldn't be doing his job if he already made statement one with on Saturday Night Live with the Congress of the Black Space People or whatever yeah, you just the Orlando yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's statement one, like, hey guys, representation yeah. much? None at all. Like right. there's pretty much And none. you know and you know what? That's that segment was a complete shot at Lucasfilm. If you think about it. Oh, I'm sure. It was a complete shot at Lucasfilm and science fiction films in general. Which which is which is the balls of him to do that. Yes. Fantastic for him to do. Even though now Lucasfilm's new regime has changed things dramatically. Right. Which is great. But yeah. And, and I'm sure like so you know, Star Trek may be able to say, Oh, we had a we have a black captain. You know, or we you yeah. know, we have some Asian characters and we have other people. We've always been diverse and, and they may be able to kind of slide off to the side and possibly excuse himself from the conversation. But currently, yes, the sci-fi landscape has changed a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that is a shot at Lucasfilm. I would say so. The old guard. I think the, the old guard. guard, the new guard is doing yeah. something else. Finn is definitely a fixture. And then we have Rose now who's doing yeah. her thing. There we can- had Bodhi, but you had to go kill him, motherfucker. And what'd you do? You blew him up. <laughs> Fucked up. So, you know, it's just those things. But back to the, the video, like I said, I think it's just going to upset more people than wake up more people. What'd you think about it, though? Like, what's your take on, like, were you happy with what you saw? I, I loved it, personally. But you as an African-American, I'm telling you, you are again, I, once again. Well, I was, and I was, I, I hate to say it, I think I was obligated to look at it much more deeper than that. Sure. That's Trayvon Martin's dad playing the um, guitar at the beginning. Of the is it really? Oh yes. Is it, it is. really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So that alone should say something. Oh, shit. Uh, if you notice certain things. I need so, to watch it again. So the shooting ha- shootings happen, but instead of, you know, aid to the people being shot, the gun gets handed to a person, you know, with care and they take it away. And, yeah. You know, that's the thing. That's a metaphor for the gun how the guns are going right now or right. in the video, both shootings, he gets away with it. Oh, I know he does. If you think about it, George Zimmerman got away with killing Trayvon Martin. Right. They didn't have to go to any kind of jail time of any kind. And then Dylan Roof shot all those people in church. And that's what that was. And quiet, got right? Burger King. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But dudes with cell phones get 20 shots let off at them. You know, it, right. 
Now, I don't want to go too far, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I he, this is what he did. He When he put this video out in this song, this is exactly what is going to end up happening. Yeah, it's, it's this, it, dialogue. this This dialogue it's right great. here is exactly going to end up happening. What's going to end up happening. People are going to be on one side or the other. At the end of it, if you look at it, it's also a metaphor for being a black celebrity. You know, as long as you're doing your, your song and dance and making everybody move with them and your, your influence is there. But as soon as you stop doing that, they're coming for you yeah, and you better true. be running. Think about that. And they're coming for you hard. It ends like that. And it ends like that where there's a takedown of some kind. You know what I mean? It's just that quick. Once you're done and they're done with you. I mean, and history is wrought with these things. Jack Johnson, a great boxer, world champion, and they came up with laws to make it so that he couldn't have a white girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a white wife. Big like, time. They, they, like, the system came up with laws, like, and convicted him. Like, he had to hide out, and he couldn't go around the certain parts of the country with his white girlfriend. So, yeah, it's just that type of stuff is, it's real. Like, and it's out there. and. You can't run away from it, basically. Eric, you want to add to that? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Eric. You, you want, you no. Want <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm solid, man. Are you good? Stop it. Stop. Yeah. yeah. You sure you want to add to that? I'm so sorry. I didn't. <laughs> no, no, man. Oh, you, great. You, make, you make some really strong points. And from a, a perspective that me personally, I can't, I can't begin to understand. And... It's a really hard place to be in because what you tend to see on the news, the certain facets of things get amplified past where they really are um, in all directions. Here's some good things that happen. Yeah, but that's you're making it seem like it's bigger than it is and that sort of thing. We have a huge, huge issue with gun violence, just as an example of something in this country. Humongous. And the way we're going about it, it seems pretty messed up to me. But I also live in the Midwest where, you know, guns as a way of life are mm -hmm. pretty strong reality. Right, right, and, yeah. and, you know, lots of people hunt. I, I, I think people should be allowed to own firearms. Yeah. However, so I. and I think less, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I do. Too. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 don't, sure, but I have nothing boot. against that. No. Yeah. Oh, no. And I didn't I didn't pick that you did. Yeah. I didn't. That's not what I'm just saying. Not saying us while California I think that all want gun, guns I, out of the picture. Is that what you're not saying? Here? I still think I still think that. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. You <laughs> nut job. And so like people's perception of the problem, they realize there's a problem, but their their target of their anger is slightly off. You know what I mean? And honestly, I think that's kind of a diversionary thing. Do I think people need to be running around with high capacity magazines and teaching their kids how to handle firearms when they're four years old? And, and I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. We're a country that's obsessed with guns. Now there's this whole thing with, you know, chicken in a bikini with a pistol tucked in her waistband. And th that's supposed to be sexy. It's not. It's disgusting. Right. It's it's disgusting. However. Let me back this up a little bit. If we really is, is think about like rap culture in the late eighties mm -hmm. where packing guns and gun violence and killing each other to solve a problem was very highly glorified. It, it still and, is. And, yeah, it still and is. well, I'm just saying it started so early. Yeah. And, it, and so, so that's just as much of a problem. But it just all depends on where the where the profile goes. But as far as being 
being a black man in this country, man, I can't begin to understand what other people have experienced because I'll admit it. I've, I've been fairly privileged. I'm a middle-aged white dude who has had it pretty easy in the grand scheme of things. And so I'm totally open to other people's points of views on this. Back to the video again, what is also shown in there is how all this stuff is happening and everybody just has their cell phones out. Instead yeah, the, of rushing yeah, the, in to help yeah, cell or thing. rushing or using your phone to call authorities, it's let's record this. Yeah. That was let's record crazy. that and upload it. Let's keep this let's keep the phones on. Oh, this dude just got knocked out. Oh, he hit his head on the concrete. Up, oh, record it. Get real close. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, just like in uh the very first episode of which Glover is very much well aware of. The very first episode of Atlanta, uh-huh. within the first 10 minutes when Paperboy has the confrontation in the club parking lot. Yeah. And someone yells out, world star. And then he, Donald Glover uh, earns like, please don't do that to us. Like he was visibly embarrassed mm-hmm. and like, damn, this is, you know, it's, it's, you don't want to be forever immortalized in that light. Right. And that's ultimately what this, what he basically dropped on everybody. He said, here's a bomb. And let's see what people are going to say after I'm done with this. What, Eric, what did you think about the video itself, though? Did you, would you enjoy the video? Did you think? Did you I look? did. Okay. I, I, it's, you know, that style of, it's like a very, it's like a slice of a, like a very broad overview of, like, like let's just say it would fall under hip hop, I guess. And it's, it's uh, not, it's not my favorite style of music. Right. But, uh, I, I thought everything about it was very well conceptualized. And plus, he's a good entertainer. He sure is. He, he really is. So just from that perspective, I like seeing people do things that they're passionate about and good at. Yeah. And, and to he, me, that's what, made, that's what yeah. makes it art. Right, right. So We live in a crazy time right now. Some of it's really good and some of it's really, really bad. It just hopefully it keeps trending to the good. The Me Too movement. And the, the uh, inclusion of different races and creeds and diversity in film. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We have to keep progressing. We got to keep moving forward. Uh, that's why television is starting to, or at least the main medium is starting to make things more diverse. Uh, actually, I just saw a new show of, uh, open up on Stars, premiere on Stars today. It's called Vita. Vita. And, yeah, I saw a commercial for that. And I'm in love with that show. I watched the first, I watched 30 oh, minutes yeah? and I'm like, hell yeah. What it, what is it? What's um, it it's two, uh, young Latinas move away from the, from Boyle Heights, ironically. Weren't you in Boyle Heights at one point, Rod? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would, no, no, I wasn't in Boyle Heights. <laughs> no, I'm saying, didn't something happen in Boyle Heights? <laughs> yeah. We were, we were in downtown LA. <laughs> uh, no, we were in downtown LA going to breweries in downtown LA and this, this, this protest was happening in downtown LA and I was like, Oh my God, a protest. I'm going to go out there and see what they're talking about. And it was about the gentrification of Boyle Heights. Well, that is the right. backdrop oh, of the backdrop. show. Well, the, 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 people, <laughs> the people that were protesting turned to me and the group of people I'm with and he go, fuck you hipsters. You're the reason this shit's happening. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm from fucking Orange County. I'm not a hipster. First of all. Yeah. Uh, but second of all, yeah, keep your Boyle Heights. I don't care if you know you want it. Just stay well, there. It's good with me. Yeah, they picked the wrong guy to yell at. <laughs> well, ultimately, uh, 
their mother dies, so the two sisters have to return back home. And they're obviously have moved away from the hood, but they're moving back into the hood. Okay. The best part about it is, is just, it's something, I mean, I don't know about you, Carlos, but it's something I've known. And maybe even a Raj can tell you like the dialogue in the show is, is Spanglish, like just straight out Spanglish. Right. Like we have coworkers that talk just like the, the oh, ladies in cool. the show, dude. So they'll be speaking English and then throw like Spanish words or they'll say words like parquear, which is like, park your car but it's like it's not the right word that isn't even a word (laughs) like it's not even a (laughs) word and it's like they even make fun of that and then like i said the backdrop is you know the gentrification and it's just i i automatically liked it because it's something that i see every day you know all this stuff we're starting to see on television or even on netflix the shows we've plugged before and that we've seen they're basically starting to be more diverse because it's more people that lived where we lived or grew up with around what we grew up around are putting these putting this content out there. And I want to say Atlanta, but that's like some real like way crazy. Oh, Atlanta's so good. Next level. People watch Atlanta. Stuff. Do yourself but, a favor and watch Atlanta. Brittany, I'm sorry that we got so deep. I mean, oh, uh, we, I'm enjoying listening to this. Yeah, this was we just went off on a tangent here, but it was oh, it was good. great to hear it. We like to think of ourselves as woke, but I'm just going to go straight to sleep when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> smooth, real smooth. I, think, I love that Eric is the only one who got the joke, man. I didn't, I didn't even hear that you. That was great. I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> Thank you, Struthers. At least one person that was gonna good. laugh, dude. All right. I was, keep this. I was in so the proud of you. Just you better then. keep it in the show, Eric, dude. I didn't even hear him. Don't you dare edit it out. I don't, I'll, I'll probably laugh when I edit it because I didn't know oh. what you said. Did you guys hear? Oh. Yeah. What did he say? He said that he says it. We like to think that we're woke. But I'm gonna go straight to sleep. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear the woke part at all. That's it. Yeah, man. So stay woke. Ah, okay. There it is. Redbone. Yeah. yeah, Redbone. Full circle. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, re- let's real quick get back into the world of geekdom. <laughs> Dude, Thank we're you. geeks, man. Listen to us laughing. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Eric. Oh, I was. I knew I was doing something wrong or funny. Dude, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> Brittany Brown. Brittany, you got to see Infinity War. What was your take on Infinity War? What was your favorite parts? Not favorite parts, but what was your favorite part of Infinity War? God, I don't know. I think everything with Thor was really good. Thor wasn't ever like my favorite Avenger, but after this movie, like he's fucking great. Are you saying that because he's a, he's a handsome son of a bitch and he's a hunky guy? Well, that helps too. It never but, hurts. Yeah, no, but I think that moment when he goes to Wakanda with Groot and Rocket, that's like the best. That was really film. cool. And by the way, I try to get emotional for all you guys to know. I try to feel that emotion you guys are talking about. By the way, we're going to kill. If you're the only person that hasn't seen Infinity War, we're going to kill some of it right now. I got a little bit of it. You you, you really? understood the gravity of what you were seeing. Tiny right? bit of ah, it. Oh, we're making progress. You're getting off But the I still think chair. they picked the wrong guys to kill off. I understand that point. Like, I was listening to the episode. I was driving over to his house earlier. Oh, today. thanks. Thanks for listening. Been listening to you guys since like day one, kind of. I'm like, so sorry. No, you both say that, but you guys have been consistent since the very beginning. Then yeah. you added on last, then you added on Struthers, and just everything's like wonderful. So you're saying that with me and Boo, it sucked ass. And then no, less it's always been great. I agree with you 100%. No, I mean, I. I don't know. Like you guys have just always, it's always like stayed consistent with you guys. Like, well, thank uh, you. Yeah, like you're really nice we're going to invite you back either way. You didn't need to say these nice things. <laughs> I've been saying this before and I'll say it. Yeah. But 
No, it was really funny because uh, when I saw the movie for the first time, there was a grown man who went alone uh, to the movie and sat next to my sister. And they were, like, kind of talking before. Like, after Spider-Man died, like, this guy was, like, sobbing. Really? Like, it was, like, my oh sister. My she just, like, she felt bad because she didn't have any tissues. And he was just, like crying hysterically just after everyone went. And our whole theater, like, you'd see everyone vanish and hear the, ah, yeah. especially after Groot, everyone's like, ah, and then Spider-Man was like, okay, we're done. We're we're going home. The Groot, one, the Groot one affected me a little bit more than the Spidey one. I, I, I felt really bad for him. And then Raccoon's face. Oh, yeah, Rocket. Rocket. I mean, Rocket's oh, face, yeah. Like, well, Rocket, Raccoon's face. No. Yeah. Then, uh, I don't know. Like, I just feel like in like the the situation, I feel like if Spider Man was the first one to go, I feel like we would have felt. Yes. Even more. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. But I don't know. I I get the whole like you know that these characters are probably going to come back feeling because like that's how I kind of felt the second time that I saw it too. But you know, going back to you know what King Tom was saying, or who said like of sitting in the executive chair? Who was, it was the- that guy right next to you? Hi, oh, hi. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> it was your man, <laughs> my boo. But yeah, like I just feel like because like we know what these movies are going to do in the future. Like we're so like even like more critical like how we're so critical in the things that we love like i feel like that's why you feel like that with affinity war is because you know the future but you you know to get into it more you kind of sit there and be like okay like what are these characters going through right now like i need to kind of process it like these characters are too like i am in in this situation too like you said i kind of try to put myself into the film and what watching it the second time what an amazing fucking film and to to a point where I think Josh Brolin needs to be considered for something. He Ooh, is as a CGI actor. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I about agree it. with you. He well, no, it, it, he's was cap, Thanos. He's Cap Mo. It's Cap Motion. Motion Cap. Yeah, Mo yeah. Cap. So if Andy Serkis was considered, he never got the nomination for for being Caesar. But his name was thrown around. Yeah, I thought Thanos was fantastic. I mean, he's so good. Everything he does. Facial expressions, his voice, he's on point. I mean, this movie is Josh Brolin's film. It is. And even though like, he was the big villain, like, you, you saw where he was coming from. Like, he thought what he was doing was for the best. And you see that. Like, that's the type of villain that you don't really see a lot anymore. And I don't know. Like, I just got it. Like, I got why he felt like that. And even though, like, he was still, like, really scary, like, for instance, like, Months before the movie, like Rusty would tell me, I have a nightmare about Thanos or Thanos. Like he's gonna like murder a bunch of people in this movie, and like he's fucking scary. I'm like, hey. he is fucking scary, but he had that. Well, this is this is a good segue because um, there was an article on Reddit because the Russo brothers were talking to a group of students in Iowa City at a high school, and they had a whole little like Q and A, Q&A, and people were talking about Gamora and where Gamora is. Is she dead? They ask him questions point blank. So this is what um, the whole thing was about. By the end of the latest Marvel movie, Infinity War, Joe and Anthony Russo had eliminated half of the existing universe. We all know that. Um, let me just skip down here. Blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Joe Russo recently explained that the scene existed. And then the scene that right after he obtains all of the stones, he pushes Gamora over. And he explains why the scene existed in the first place and if it is in the soul stone. 
Right? Does it so, make sense? So, so are we talking about the scene where he's laying in the water and he sees... Right afterward. Well, this is right... Well, or I think both is after the snap. Yeah, right, right after the snap and then before when he kills Gamora and he ends up in the water as well. So that's Soul World and the when he's looking at the sunset, that's also in Soul World? No, no, no. So this oh, is what he says. Okay. It's implied... This is um, uh, Joe Russo. It's implied... It's the Soul Stone. It's all orange around... And then he's inside the soul stone with the amount of power that it took to snap his fingers. He has this out-of-body experience with Thanos. When he goes inside the soul, who the hell is he talking about here? He says his, but he's talking about Gamora. Huh. Let's see. Hold on for a second here. And someone confused. See, I didn't read this thing because I was on the road. Um Okay, let me see that. By the end of the latest Marvel movie, Avengers Infinity War, Joe and Anthony Russo had eliminated half of the existing universe. Josh Brolin succeeded in obtaining all of the Infinity Stones, and with a snap of his fingers, he turns half the universe to dust. Of course, we know that. In between the snap and his final teleportation, the Russos give Thanos a touching and somewhat confusing scene where he interacts with a young, very young Gamora. Okay? And his stepdaughters ask the the Titan when what... what he had to sacrifice to win. He admits it was everything. Now, Joe Russo is explaining that this scene exists because Gamora is in the soul stone. Russo explains it's implied it's the soul stone. It's all orange around, and he's inside the soul stone with the amount of power that it took to snap his fingers. He has this out-of-body experience with Thanos. When he goes inside the soul stone, he has this kind of conversation with a younger version of Gamora. And then he goes on to say, she's in, she, she in fact is, yes, it was an attempt on our part because we don't like two dimensional roles or three dimensional villains. Every villain is a hero in their story and in, and insane and psychotic and brutal and violent as Thanos is, he's a more complex villain you go on a journey with emotionally. Just like Brittany was just saying. He does care for things and it's complicated for him to execute his plan and it costs him something. He said at the end, it cost him everything. And that, it was what, and that was the only thing that he loved, which was Gamora. Which is why we put him back with her at the end. I just wanted to reiterate with the audience that he does feel true emotion, even though he is a monster. So she's not dead. No, no she's trapped in the soul stone. She is trapped in the soul. Okay. Well, and then even I- though there was green goo coming off of her head. I noticed that the second time. Did you notice that? Her no. blood is green. Her I blood is that. green. Yeah. But that's just her corporeal. Like, that's just her body. Whatever less. But I'm just trying to say. So, <laughs> so if he goes into Soul World and she's the only one in it, everyone is actually dead then. Because people had a theory that everyone who, was, who had got vaporized was They're in, in the Soul stone, World. They're in the stone, yeah. So then she's the only one there. Right. So that means everybody is actually oh, dead. Oh, I think, I think everybody's dead. Wow. I think the people that died are dead. Eric, do you think that people that have died are actually dead? Other than Gamora and Vision? You mean... The ones that vaporized. Oh, no. Not at all. No, no, no. You don't think they're dead at all? Correct. You think that there's in some kind of different dimension? Well, or something. When you say dead, it's not permanent. That's what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. I know that. But let's just say we're, we're jumping into the movie and... We are watching it from, from an outside party and what we see and what Thanos does as of right now are the people that died. Are they actually dead? Let's not, not think about are they, are they permanently dead? 
The, the like event. I'm just an I'm an observer yes. of the actual events. Yes. The, and I'm watching them turn to dust. Right. This, I would the, assume they were dead. Okay, so th- that's what I'm saying. So Thanos is assuming that he has done his part in eradicating and and fixing the universe, bringing balance, bringing balance. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah. I see. I see what you're asking. Sorry, yeah. I misunderstood. No. 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 It's okay. Okay. Uh, um, this is gonna tickle Carlos's fancy for sure. Ooh, I like that. Uh theory that there is a possibility we get world breaker hulk yeah so so that that i have third uh i've heard of that and thought about it it depends on who's dead if if betty ross oh, okay so we're on the same track oh, no, yes. absolutely if she see with with a lot of people they're how they're going to interact in the next movie or how they're going to be engaged is very important on who is left alive like with hawkeye he's going to come back because something has happened to his family. Uh, with uh, the Hulk, he's going to come out because someone's dead. Well, Betty Ross or... Okay, um, so we're saying that Betty Ross is a part of... Well, yeah, well, I guess she, she is. is. We just she haven't is seen her. We haven't she seen is. her but since But all we need film. to hear is... All he would need to hear to actually have... Because that's the main thing, is if, if anything happens to Betty, Hulk's going to go all out. So, so can you explain what World Breaker Hulk is? Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> This is Hulk oh on. God. This is Hulk after Planet Hulk. Yes, and when he comes his back. wife and child to be born were killed by the machine, the uh, ship, and he gets the war bound and comes back to Earth. Okay, this Hulk lands on the dark side of the moon. Or the, great album, great album. Oh lands on the dark side of the moon and obliterates Black Bolt, makes him scream, which is like equivalent to. Yes, nuclear bombs going off, sonic levels, shattering planets, shattering planets, and he annihilates Black Bolt, drops down at the X Mansion, breaks Colossus's arms with like plays mercy with them. So he loses his mind. He basically yeah loses his mind, breaks Colossus's arms in front of him, annihilates the X Men, and then Professor X is like, "Well, you have every right to be angry," and he's like, "You know what? You're right, Charles. I'm gonna go where I really need to go," and then just goes to just lays waste to New York and just stark everyone, anyone in way to the point where he just slams his feet. He stomps on the ground and shatters, like severs the East coast yeah, he, from he, the United States. He moves tectonic plates with his anger. Wow. Kind of stuff. Okay. And, and, and you might like, you might like, well, uh, world breaker Hulk because it's an agreement between Bruce Banner and the Hulk personas where oh. Bruce Banner is an agreement with what the Hulk is doing for the first time where he's oh, like, you that's know what? Cool. Yeah, I do, you, I, you I deserve, like you deserve to get your revenge. You deserve to bring upon punishment upon the people who have hurt you. Yeah. It's so no it, longer a struggle. It's a full cohesion. Exactly. Where he's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. So it's the first time where they are working together instead of, you know, Bruce, uh, Bruce trying to hold him back or the Hulk trying to get out. They are working in perfect harmony. Well, wow, that's but, cool. But I like that. This Hulk won't, be able to beat Thanos with the gauntlet, but it'll be able to with Thor there, they can take him out. Because okay. Thor Thor basically showed he could actually take yeah, Thanos well, down with Thor the gauntlet. Thor went for the head. He but yeah, exactly. So man, you know what I agree with you, Brittany. I can't stand Thor. I the only reason why I never liked Thor is because he technically You agree with sh- it. She likes Thor. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying, and I'm getting to my point. Technically, he's stronger than the Hulk. Like oh. his base strength is always so going to be stronger 
than the Hulk. And in watching Infinity War, I'm like, shit, they're right. Okay. He's a badass, right? So he's 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 up there now as an Avenger for me and a hero for me. Wow. So he doesn't take the place of the Hulk, but but ultimately for me, like I'm like I have to respect what Stan Lee and them set out to do when they created him. So yeah, great, great cameo by Stan Lee, by the way. That was pretty One awesome. Us, yeah. And people that are handling Stan Lee, please stop fucking around with him and making him do things that he shouldn't be doing. That's a whole fucking other issue. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. See him signing autographs when he can't even keep his eyes open. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's the worst. Eric Struthers, who is your favorite Avenger? I know these two are Hulks. Eric Struthers, who is your favorite? It was always Iron Man before, but now I think Thor. Ooh, Thor's changing a lot of people's uh, <laughs> well, views, huh? He was cooler when he had long hair. <laughs> just gonna say, but uh, I've I've always liked Thor, man. It, you know, I I dressed up as Thor for Halloween one year because oh, wow. he's he just holds pictures. a special place in my heart. You have to see pictures. We, I want to see pictures. Oh, I've seen pictures. But but he's a metal. Like if you really look at Thor comics. He's like he's a, a rock head. god. Yeah, yeah he's man. basically a rock god. He's got right. the long hair and all the Norse like it's like all stuff that belongs on the side of vans. Mm-hmm. Is like Thor stuff. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, it's legit. Like Thor riding a unicorn. Yeah, I mean, well, his war goats, but yeah, exactly that kind of stuff, dude. We mean Thor doesn't have unicorns. Is that what you're trying to say? No, he literally has war goats. He does. He does. <laughs> That's awesome. He does. Yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. I'd rather have war pigs. Oh, we're all though. back to Aussie. That's how oh, we do things man. here. Generals gathered in their masses. That's right. Uh, that's right. Brittany, who's your favorite Avenger? God, now it's a tie between Cappy and uh, Thor. But... Did you call him Cappy? Mm. Okay. But how can you say no to Captain America and his beautiful physique and his great the beard? beard? Now too is nice. The beard plays. It really does. Yeah. And I like how they were talking to each other about that. You got a haircut, I see. You guys see you copying my beard. That was fantastic. God, no. And when uh, Groot's like, I'm Groot. And he's like, I'm Steve Rogers. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just great. It's just, it's just awesome. The writing is so great. And by the way, I was thinking that Gamora, the, that, the blood, the, the green blood that was around her, maybe it was Soul Glow. Are you kidding me? Uh, No, dude. I tried. tried. That was the movie again. Now I tried. Soul glow. Soul glow. I like. I like where you're going with that. But uh, thank you. Okay, I'll be here all week. What do you guys think about the Marvel TV heroes coming into this thing? Do you think that there were ever a consideration to be in it? No. Wait, but do you think they're going to do something? And like the defenders are like half of them going to. Disintegrate? I, I, that's the question I'm asking you. Well, or is it going to get down to the street level where people, the next season of Daredevil is, oh, I yeah, know, this has to have I'm lasting asking. effect. And this has to get to the Netflix shows. What do you Sorry, think, Brittany? Brittany? Yeah, it's Marvel. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, it's a Marvel. It's, it's, that's theirs. How dare you? They're fantastic, Brittany. I know. I don't Eric Struthers has even seen a series. Dude, I haven't seen anything. God damn it, Eric! Boo I had my I had my hands movie. fingers crossed, hoping you'd say, "Yeah, I've seen one of those." Yeah, but we start like reference movies, and like I haven't. No idea what you're talking about, but no, like I don't watch a lot of Netflix anymore. Like maybe college, you know. But I, yeah, I should get on those. 
Jones. What's the best one that I should like get? Daredevil. Daredevil. First Daredevil, and okay. then yeah, I think you'll like Jessica Jones. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Jones is very good. But I heard didn't the second season kind of suck? I, um, I I haven't seen the second season. I okay. watched two episodes. I, I I saw it. It's it, it's a bit of a letdown, but mm. it's still good. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Variety had Anthony Russo comment on this very question. Ah. You like the segue? You like how it leaded you guys? This is what he Led. said. Thank you. God damn it, Struthers. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It's habit. I'm sorry. That was rude. I sent you some pictures of me dressed as Thor, by the way. Oh, you did? did you texted text, him to you. Texted to me? Oh, yeah. Are it you hitting the hammer on at the same time, dude? <laughs> what did you just say? That was really good. I'm really rolling with this. Did you just say, did I get my hammer on? You said, are you hitting the hammer on at the same time? It's supposed to be the whammy, right? Am I wrong, dude? The, if- oh, I thought you were asking me if my hammer was on. No, I'm saying, I well, that too, I guess. Wow. <laughs> that is epic. I meant the guitar playing. You dude. played guitar <laughs> as Thor. That's what I meant. Dude. dude, yeah, that was a Halloween gig. That is. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, that's amazing. That is unbelievable. That's his axe right there, guys. That is Eric's axe, dude. Yep. He's holding custom made. Stormbreaker, dude. Oh, that's really (laughs) cool. Dude, that's what I'm going to start calling it. Yeah, it was custom made for me by Atomic Guitar Works located in, well, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Harry Howard and Tim Mulqueeny built me my favorite guitar. Very nice. And you call it, would you have a name for your guitar? (laughs) <laughs> the flying V. <laughs> no, I just refer to it as the V. Grab, grab the V. Do you guys name your penises? Hey, hey. man. Wow. Hey. I'm just I just throwing it out there. Anybody wow. name their penises? Hey. Why? I can say it. I know we have a I lady. I asked him this question. They talk about fucking oh, Thanos on their no, podcast. No, and if, no. if, if Thanos is fuckable, well, I can say penis on this podcast. Okay, in front of okay. Her. I'm sorry. She's a grown woman. I am sorry. I'm a grown woman. Dating. I okay. can I can handle it. That's okay. right, Les. <laughs> I handle Les. it. I get it. Can handle it. Very good. Can Very good. Very good. Les, with your hammer on. What did uh What did you call your little wiener? I don't call. I have no name. You call the little wiener? Is that what you're saying? No, dude. Oh, I don't call it anything. Okay. What, so, like, what's anything? I, I don't call it. I there's no name for this. Names? There's like nothing. There's nothing. There's you never nothing. called your penis something. No. I feel like a Raj has a Raj. Oh, absolutely. What's your pe- <laughs> no, 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 I know, I I've never it. done I, that. I, I I've named never. It, I, I'm, na- I'm naming him. <laughs> I can't even speak. I blah, 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 blah. Emmanuel I Lewis. I named it Getty. So I could say Getty up, Getty up, Getty up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get the I'm fuck sorry. out of here. <laughs> Did you just boo me? How dare you? That was terrible. Struthers, That's terrible. Struthers, what would you name your penis? I know you named it like. I didn't. I didn't have to, man. I just let its fans call it whatever they want. Oh, yes. Yes, dude. That is some, some rock god right there, So you're there, saying dude. those guys named it something. What did they name it? Stormbreaker comes through, dude. <laughs> what did they name it? I think you misunderstood where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, my bad. But, you said the fa- it's fans, dude. Yeah, and I said, what, what do those guys name it? Oh, ha-ha. Nice. That was <laughs> You know what, man? I, I like attention. Was- I like it. I like an attention and compliments as much as the next person. And if it's a dude giving them to me, so be it, man. That's cool. Trust. Trust. I've seen your penis, and it's fantastic. I'm fond of it. (laughs) People don't listen with your kids in the car. I'm so sorry, guys. This this is earbuds only episode. That's what happens when we have a female. That's right. That's true. Earbuds only, dude. Please put a disclaimer. Yes. (sighs) Yeah, I've never... Naming your... Naming your stuff, man. That's I, it, that's never been my thing. But like, I'll ask my wife. She she'll never listen to this show. So it's cool if I can talk about her. But like, whenever I'm asking her if she wants to 
you know, get down, I'll say, hey, you want me to do stuff to your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> that is so sexy there, buddy. That's so, oh my gosh, Eric, wow. That's, I know. That's, I bring my A game. That's amazing. Wow. That's really, really good. Oh, I'm going to have fun editing this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just can't wait to but back to the Defenders. Is that what you named yours, the Defenders? No. It's How did not- it go from that? Uh, we were naming something. It? it was guitar. Guitar. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Naming his guard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is what Russo said about the idea of having the defenders in Infinity War, the first one. We made the briefest consideration. <laughs> we put briefest. What a dick. We made the briefest consideration of including TV characters characters in Infinity War. When we're alone in a room with screenwriters Christopher Marcus and Stephen Feely, we considered every idea. We like thinking of everything, but it seemed like the story that had been told within the movies was so specific and elaborate already that once we started working through the story, we knew we had our hands full just with the set of characters and narratives. So it doesn't look like these guys are coming in the next one either because the next one's pretty much set. All right. So no defenders, people. And that's coming from Variety, unfortunately. And Brittany, you should start watching them. They're amazing. And the new trailer for uh, Luke Cage Luke 2, Cage. season two came out, by the way. And speaking of trailers, how about that Ant-Man trailer that just busted out? We're going to play the Ant-Man trailer for you now, and then we'll talk really quickly what we think, because I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. Here is the Ant-Man trailer. So, how long have you been Ant-Man again? Not long. It just sort of happened. I wish I could fight bad guys like you. I seem to mess it up almost every time. Maybe you just need someone watching your back. Hi. Like a partner. Dr. Pym, I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's when this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff. Stole your tech. Now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. The only chance we've got is both of you. Ant Man and the Wasp teaming up. Follow my lead. She seems. More intense. Get loose now. No, no. You go low, I'll go high. I have wings. Why would I go low? We're gonna die. What I miss? We were just tiny. I was partners with Hank on a project called Goliath. How big did you get? By record, 21 feet. You? 65 feet. 65. If you two are finished comparing sizes, 65. All right, so there you have funny Paul Rudd, who I love. 
second only to Jason Bateman is my favorite, kind of like the kind of shtick guys. Dry humor. The, those two should be in a film together. I, you would think, right? Nah, I don't think so. So what is your initial take on this Ant-Man trailer? I'm a little worried. I think it might end up being a little bit cheesy. I agree. Uh, and I'm really worried about it. The first one was amazing. This one, I don't know. I just don't know. I actually feel completely the opposite way you do. I'm actually what more excited surprise, for it now because of the second trailer. Really? Yeah. Like the first Ant-Man, I wasn't looking that that much forward to, or I wasn't like looking that forward to it. I was like, ah, it should be all right. This one I'm actually looking forward to. The first trailer of this one. No, 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 no. The first actual, Ant-Man. Yeah, the first Ant-Man. So you thought was it was like, just all right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then this one, I'm actually looking forward to it. Okay. I think it should be more action-packed. I think having uh, the Wasp in it, I think, is going to make it much more exciting. And seeing him do more uh, Ant-Man stuff, where, you, where, where he grows into giant man, stuff like that. Seeing yeah, more, that, 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 that did look cool. It, that's going to make it really awesome, because it adds that... that uh, what is it? Scale that we haven't seen. Uh, I get it. Scale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so nice. I, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's, it's a nice mix of good action, you know, the slow mo and all the shrinking stuff. It's going to be very cool. And then the jokes <laughs> in it. Cause, uh, cause Paul Rudd is in it. It's going to be great. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't chuckle. I chuckled because I was picturing somebody calling their penis Ant-Man. That wouldn't be good. Oh, but no. it would grow and be like, look, and it really is look, Ant-Man. It's giant man now. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, so you're pumped about this. Yes. You get it pumped? Yeah. I, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I agree with you. I'm a slightly worried, but I think Infinity War is just a, a juggernaut. And movies like Ant-Man and even, I would say, Spider-Man and all the ones that are secondary now, I, I, I get where they belong. They they have their place. Spider-Man so, is secondary now, huh? Uh, is that where we've come to? To Avengers Infinity War. Well, well everything is secondary to Avengers Infinity I mean. War, but... That, that's what I, I, I don't mean. see Ant Man and Spider Man in the same. No, I don't. But what I'm saying is, is each each level there's a tier system, I guess. Right. And Ant Man is. A, I'm okay with it being like third tier. Okay. And making whatever kind, if it makes its two hundred million dollars, yeah, two fifty, yeah. that's fine. I think it's gonna be very entertaining. So I'm okay with that. And and, uh, and Ant Man and Wasp are gonna play a big part of Infinity yes, War. Yes, and they're gonna have a major role coming yes. forward. So I, I'm okay with. And that's thank you for bringing it home for me. That's uh what I'm okay with. I'm okay with their own movies being I don't want to say mediocre but being middle of the road. I'm okay with that because I know that the the big collaboration movies are where the soup the story is and where we're going to get the best of them in that. So this is will be just fine. It's another one of those things. So I'm okay with it. Okay. Here's my thing. If this was just sitting there by itself, I'd be like, oh, man, that, that'll that be funny. That'll be neat. But first, like <laughs> sitting in the middle of everything that's going on right now with the MCU, I'm like, eh, I don't I don't know what I'm going to think about this. I think if, for the movie in and of itself, it'll be funny. But I don't know if that's what you're supposed to think about is your well, yeah, main takeaway. You definitely watch from the first, any. You should watch the first one. And they there's a mixture of funny and seriousness, but it's mostly funny. And Paul Rudd actually does do a great job. I, I think you would really dig the first one. And I think your kids would like watching it too because it's got that fun, kind of fun take to it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, Paul Rudd's great, man. My And my wife thinks he's hilarious too. Yeah, he's the best. He's really cool. Uh, Brittany, what do you think about this, man? Eh. I don't, nah, nah. You're the same page as me. I mean, I wasn't even a fan of like the first Ant-Man. Like I just don't, I, I don't take him serious. Oh, poor Paul Rudd. I know. Like I... 
whenever I think of Paul Rudd, because the first time I saw Paul, Paul Rudd was in Friends when he was Phoebe's husband. So, like, whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, that's Phoebe's husband. Yeah, so, like, he sure I, was. I just, I don't know. I don't take Ant-Man very serious. And, like, this movie doesn't look that great. Like, You guys know. remember Paul Rudd when he was in Clueless? He was the brother, never. right? He was the brother, That's yeah. That's right. I've never seen Clueless. You've never seen Clueless? I've never seen Clueless. Oh, you've seen Mean Girls, right? Yeah. So you ne- you definitely need to watch Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Guess, we'll For sure, man. Yeah. That is a great movie. It's a great movie. My favorite part of uh, Clueless is when they're walking in high school and they have all the cliques and different type of people and they look at the Persians by the BMWs. He goes, those are the Persians. <laughs> and they're all, they're, all, they're all like dressed up. They're sitting on BMWs. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Question for for Lass and Boo about this Infinity Wars real quick. How is Black Widow kicking so much ass when she has no superpowers and she's battling against like monsters and aliens that are 10 times more powerful than she is? I have, hold on, before we start that, I have a question. In Infinity War, um, Vision, Vision is extremely powerful. Yes. He's, he's getting to the point of uh, Thor almost. Yes. Okay. So even injured... He's still badass. Yes. He's still maybe 70% of what Vision is. And then also, uh, Scarlet Witch is no pushover. She's getting even, even more powerful right. as it goes on. So they're two very powerful individuals. How are they not able to defeat Proxima Midnight and the other guy's name? Corvus is Glaive. Corvus Glaive. How are they not, or how, how are they struggling against because, them to, wait a minute. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Falcon, Captain America, and Black Widow come in, although they are, decently you know able to avengers one is purely human the other one is human and can fly and then the other one is superhuman yes i i, I get the cap one i have the same question this no, is why i brought this black up. widow and to, i agree with you but they are able to they handle them they handle they're not selling in the mcu but black widow has a version of the super soldier serum Oh, it's well, not the type that, that increases her muscle mass and makes her badass like captain america but she ages very slowly. She's able to, her senses are heightened. So her agility and her, uh, and her fighting skill. So all the stuff that she was taught at the, the, her Russian, like, super soldier spot, that stuff is all coming in handy. So she does have some type of super soldier serum. Uh, just so you understand, Captain America is weapon one. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he's, he's weapon, weapon one. Is, and since, yeah. He's the only one to be the perfect super soldier. All these, there's nothing but all these variations and derivations of the super soldier serum. So that's why Wolverine, Deadpool, Weapon X, uh, all the Alpha Flights. One of them, yeah. Yeah. All of them are, they've all tried to replicate and these have all been retcons. So ultimately they, all these anti heroes or heroes are made of that. And Black Widow is basically a version that has a super soldier serum that basically wouldn't kill her. Mm-hmm. It would just be able to height her, heighten her senses and age her slowly. And that's all she needs to be able to stay a weapon of, of uh, internal destruction. So that's why she's able to do her thing. No, I, But I, is that what we know through the MCU? And that's we what I'm saying. They didn't, this. they never said that, but for people, let us know. for people who know who Romanoff, Natasha Romanoff is, and as a major agent of Shield, she it's it's basically a known thing that she has some type of super soldier serum. I thought she was just a red spiral. Now, for as far as Vision goes, I think Corvus Glaive's weapon has a dampener. No, yeah, because he wasn't because he wasn't able to, he wasn't able to do that. anything, and but, it's like even injured, you're the Vision. 
But once it dampens his phasing abilities, well, he it mentioned something about everything. that. He yeah. mentioned something no, about, yeah, he when he gets say. cut, he goes, "I don't understand what's going on right now. I can't." Mm-hmm. He said, "I can't do something. I don't know what yeah, it was." Yeah, I can't. He can't couldn't phase. phase. I can't phase. So, so his, his, something was up. So the the weapon, and then I think they're just dampeners as far as the stone goes. The stone and basically shutting down his ability. Are we allowed to call him Viz as well? No, that is so stupid. We're not allowed to say Viz. No. Now, now, very uh, Scarlet Witch, on the other hand, that's another thing. Her powers are actually in the MCU. Her powers are derived from a stone. I want to be called. They're from Jizz. the Tesseract. So she was given. Saying. She was given her her stuff from the Tesseract, which is why she's able to interact and destroy the Infinity Stones or do what she has to do. But she is OP also, so that's what I loved about this movie was Doctor Strange was on another level. Thor and Scarlet Witch were up there. It just it just seemed kind of odd watching it the second time. I was like, wait a minute, how is that possible? I agree. Although, I agree. That's why I brought that up. Yeah, although they are incredible, I get it. But the Vision, even though dampened you mean or hurt, you mean he was Viz. still uh, was it uh, with Corvus Glaive? He was still flinging him around. He was still able to fly. He was no pushover, but it seemed like he was. It seemed like when when they got chucked through the building and and what's her name, Scarlet Witch or uh, was the only one standing. They were gonna die. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, how is that possible? Of course, Captain America came in and saved the day, but I'm not complaining about that. No, Cap, yeah, that Cap's allowed to do amazing. that. Cap's allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so thank you for kind of answering that question. Uh, evidently, she might be a super soldier. That we well, don't she's know. a Russian well operative. We know she's that, but she, can she fight aliens? Is what I'm saying. And she seems to be holding her own against fucking aliens. She didn't really hold her own. Her and Okoye fought Proxima Midnight, and uh, Okoye and Pro- and Black Widow were getting their asses kicked. Yeah. Proxima Midnight that. was whooping their ass. Like they By were the hanging way, with their. I fucking love the names of the Black Order. And oh, they're amazing. They're the coolest names the ever. Yeah. Dwarf, yeah, all that. It's amazing. So, and that should put to bed all those like internet, uh, who would win Wonder Woman or Okoye. Wonder Woman would murder Proxima Midnight. Like she would no, just a- annihilate shit. her. And this horned chick was but destroying. But that was a really badass scene to see those powerful women just step oh, up. Yes, oh, yes, so yes. badass. It was Brady, great. did you get excited it about was that great. scene? The scene where the, the, the women in the scene just steps up, they step up and they fucking just dominate. Yeah, that was one of my And they favorite. all look at each other and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, they didn't even have to talk. They were just like, yeah. all right, let's throw. Yeah, they just, they just went, yeah, they went to it. it was- By the way, we got a email last week from our buddy Manny, who has been listening to our podcast from day one. He's been a great supporter of us. And he wanted to talk a little Infinity War. So this is what Manny wanted to uh, express. Guys. Keep the train running. You guys are doing great. Well, thanks, Manny. Appreciate it. I watched Infinity War. CGI was on point, the vast majority of the movie. Personally, I thought the movie was a little bit too busy with too many characters and scenes being shoved into the mix. But it's hard to argue with the visuals on the screen. Poor Wakanda. They took it hard. (laughs) They actually sure did. And their uh, king took it hard, too. I do have an issue with the ending that I'm hoping you can answer. In addition to deleting half of the universe population from existence, why didn't Thanos wipe out all the metas? Hasn't Thanos watched enough superhero movies to know you never let your enemy stay alive? Good point. Seems to be no more than justification for Infinity Wars 2. I'd like to hear your opinions on this later, Manny. Well, I'll give you my opinion on this, Manny. I think Thanos' main objective was to do what he did with every world, and that's 
pretty much eradicate half the population to save the population. I don't even think he's worried about the different metas. And with that Infinity Gauntlet in his hand, I don't think he gives a shit about any of the metas because I think he thinks that he can just, well, he did with the, with the, with the snap of his finger, just cause havoc. So I think his main objective was to purify and eradicate half the population on, on every planet that he comes in contact with. So that's probably why he did that. And by the way, thank you, Manny. Appreciate the email. Keep them coming. We haven't heard it from you in a while, but appreciate you sending this one. And uh, let us know what you think about Solo, buddy. I'm really uh, eager to find out your thoughts. All right. You know, th- we're going to have to cut this episode a little bit short be- because we're actually recording this thing before our regular day, which is Wednesdays, because I'm going to be gone again. And I promise people I'm not leaving that much more often. Yeah, I can leave a couple more times. But we're, we're definitely going to put a podcast out every week, no matter what. And Eric Struthers, thank you so much for coming on and staying late. I know it's late on that side. I know you're not used to potting it up this day. So I appreciate it. No problem, man. No problem. It uh, takes a village. Oh, thank you. It does take a village. And Brittany Brown, thank you for being part of the village. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on. This has been awesome. What a cool surprise. Yeah. Boo, don't fuck this up. I'm, I'm trying girl. not All right. to. All right. I'm trying. Yes. To, I'm doing my damnedest. Yeah. Yes. And there's something else I wanted to say. Oh, happy Mother's Day, people. Yes. This is the day of the mother. It is Mother's Day when this gets released. So to all the mothers out there and the fathers out there who are going to be celebrating with your wives, Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day today. And that goes for you, Eric Struthers. I hope you and your wife have a great Mother's Day. You know what? We will, man. I'm going to make sure the kids take super good care of her. And me too, because I tell you, having a, a woman who's a great wife, but also like the best mom that your kids could ever ask for is really, really something to be held in high regard. That is right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Brittany Brown, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. And the podcast, uh, Pod on Twitter. Cantabite Pod on Twitter. I told you guys, listen, it's you won't regret it. Boo, unless, Boo, where can people find you on Twitter so they can yell at you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the Sith List, Boo. Yes, Les. At Lesmore 78 And Eric Struthers, where can they listen to your beautiful voice while they're dreaming of your golden locks? I mean, you can check me out on uh, the Steel Wars, Strathers Wars episodes, and on the Bad Motivators. And if you're in the greater Los Angeles metro area, you can stop by to Steel's event on the 26th and actually say hello to Boo, Brittany, Les, and Eric Struthers, by the way. So make sure you stop by. Yeah, man, let's hang out. Yeah, and I'll FaceTime. I'm going to make Boo FaceTime me somehow, (laughs) some way. While I'm rocking out to Bruno Mars <laughs> or the Killers or Snoop Dogg or Billy Idol it's a big festival we will catch you next week on episode number 93 of The Sit List this is America don't catch you slipping now don't catch you slipping now look what I'm whipping now this is America don't catch you slipping now don't catch you slipping now what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't got you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. 
Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pack. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like yeah. We gon' blow like yeah. Look how I'm geeking up. Hey, I'm so fitted. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on Giddy. Watch me move. This is Sally. That's a tool. Yeah. On my Kodak. Follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers owe me.